We, we survived another week, right? We did. Yes, we did. For sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> how have things been? You you mentioned snow. So uh, what is the snow situation for you right now? You still have well, some on the know, ground? Have, yeah. You know, we had that nice weather like you're having out there in your picture. And um, mm-hmm. it was like sort of springtime. You could go out for walks, no snow or anything. And then a few days ago, it started to snow here, and it's been snowing off and on since. So... You know, but um, it is February and spring will be here soon. So just have to put up with it for a while. That's all. Yeah. You know, uh, it's funny this weather uh, here in the Puget Sound area. It's so strange. This February to April time frame can be just a um, 
it's just a smorgasbord. You're going to get whatever. I mean, it could be storming. It could be snowing. It can be 60 degrees and sunny. Um, you know, it's just, it's always, you just have to look out the window from one day to the next. It's really hard to plan oh, yeah. anything, you know, during this time I period, know. It, you know, so it's, I, but we welcome it. You know, I think I've told you before uh, about the people here. Um, we don't get, typically, we don't get a lot of really warm, sunny weather because we do get a lot of rain. And so when the sun comes out, it's it's really kind of um, funny to me because you take a walk and you see people out in shorts and things like that. And it's February. Um, but if the sun comes out, Everybody goes out, so everybody gets out to soak up as much sunshine as they possibly can, which I think is a beautiful thing. I, I think it's great. Yeah. Um, you know, and we're all buttoned down, you know, indoors when it's storming and, and heavy rain and stuff like that. Little rain doesn't usually stop us from doing things, um, but uh, boy, when the sun comes out, we just kind of drop everything, especially the first beautiful day. We just, everybody gets out and... Just you can tell, smiles on their faces. They're working in their yards. They're feeling good. It's awesome. So it's a great it's a great thing to see because you just kind of feel the energy shift. So yeah, very right. you know it's it's very cool. And today was no exception. I mean, walking around the park was just really really nice. Really nice today. The yeah, sun it, looks, it looks down. really nice. Yeah, it looked mm-hmm. nice in that picture. You look good. You look really good, like very healthy, you know, happy. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm trying. I have to tell you, though, it's so funny. Um, And I wasn't sure what, I I don't know what to think about this. So I went for my walk on Friday, Mm -hmm. and I was doing my laps around the track, and I was just getting ready to um, start down the path that takes you out of the park. I finished my laps, and... And I was just getting ready to turn the corner, and I see this uh, couple of gals getting ready to start the track. And I look down, and I'll be doggone if this one gal wasn't carrying a slice of pizza. Oh, how do you like that? She was fixing to, she was fixing to walk the track, <laughs> carrying a slice of pizza. Oh, well, and she after, needed her energy. <laughs> I it was the silliest thing okay. I had ever seen. It was so silly. I thought that's really unique and different. <laughs> and then I thought, I don't know yeah. what to do with this. You know, I thought, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. And and then I thought, I'm, I think she's kind of smart because if you're going to have the pizza, take it with you on your walk. I mean, go for a walk. Yeah, why not? You know? Yeah, maybe she didn't have time to eat. You know, maybe she didn't have time to eat today or whatever, and she's rushing around, and, you know, she she just grabbed it, and she wanted to get out and do her walk. It was just the cutest. It was the cutest thing. I I just, it it made me smile. It just did. And good for her. Good for her. It'll never get to your hips that way. If you're walking and, and eating at the same time, at least it won't end up on your hips, right? Well, you never know. <laughs> if you drop it, it's gonna. If you drop it, it's gonna end up on the bottom of your shoe for sure. If you're going around the track, and someone else will probably step on it too, and maybe slip on it. 
Now that, oh, would, that would be, be not good. good. That no, would not be good. No. 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 Well, so how well, have things been for you over the last week? What's been going on? Any new and exciting? Oh, well, you know, there's always something, right? Of course. <laughs> there's always something interesting. Well, this week I was contacted on Facebook um, by this lovely lady from North Carolina, and her name is Pamela Miller Zanny. I'm not sure how you pronounce her last name. It's Z-A-N-N-I. And she said that she has been searching for me because she and I have the same DNA from Ancestry.com. So it turns out she's my fourth cousin twice removed, okay? Now, this is very interesting because, um, so it's on my mother's side, the name Morris, because my grandmother's maiden name was Morris. And, you know, they lived in Nova Scotia. So both of my parents grew up in Nova Scotia and all that. So I knew on my father's side that, um, I know going back, uh, you know, the English, it was going back to England and I don't know what else, but anyway, um, but on my mother's side now, it turned out that um, the the Morris that uh, she, she told me about was uh, a loyalist and he was, um, he came over from Ireland in 1750 and he lived in New York City in 1783 and he was a loyalist sent from the Department of the Army and Navy to Nova Scotia from New York around 1783 or so. So it's very interesting, you know, all these things. So um, I know that I also had loyalists down in North Carolina, but it's on my father's side. And I know there were two brothers and one was with the colonies and the other one was with the English. So the one that was with the English, they, they sent him up to Nova Scotia too, you know, and then the one that stayed down here, I guess he got a, a big plot of land or something. I don't know. But it, it's all very interesting um, to go back and, and see, you know. Um, and and I think, you know, if, if the world is still around hundreds of years from now, people will be looking, oh, look at that. Laura was my great, great, great grandmother. And was my blah, blah, blah. It's, you know, so. Um, but I thought that was interesting, though. That's you know, to very find exciting. Out. Yeah, yeah, huh. yeah, yeah. So I thought it's sort of fun, you know. I, I get into Ancestry.com um, for a couple of months at a time, and I get all excited about it. But I haven't bothered with it for a couple of years, you know. So I, you know, I get into other things, and then I go back to it again. But um, I thought that was so nice of this. Uh, my cousin, my cousin Pamela, she's an eighth grade science teacher down there in North Carolina. And I thought that was so nice of her to track me down and, and give me all this information. There's a lot of information, you know, so. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, I, I like that. So that well, was that's my pretty experiment. awesome. That is exciting. And then, um, yeah, yeah. So, no, that's um, that's good. And then, of course, X-Files started again, um, what was it, two weeks ago. So that's very good. So I record it so I can watch it. And, oh, good uh, for you. Do you ever watch, you ever watch X-Files at all? I never did get into it, but, you know, it's oh, funny. I, it's something. people around I think, me love it. Yeah. Oh, oh I, think, I think you'd like it <laughs> because these people are like investigators and they investigate strange things. So it sort of sounds like us in a way. Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's I I will have to spit all the fusses about because yeah, like I've got 
friends and um, people all around me that are just so excited that it's, you know, that it's on right now. Oh, I know. There's it hasn't like been on for episodes, years, right? Yeah, I think yeah. it's only like six episodes, but it hasn't been on for years. That's the thing. So, um, you know, they decided to these to bring it back, which is great. And that's uh, David but, Duchovny, is that right? No, um, I don't know what his, I forget what his name is. Maybe that's who it is. I don't remember the female. I thought it was David. Deca- I I could be wrong. I think but, so. Uh, I don't know. I can see the face. I can see his face, and I I can see hers too. But I don't know her from any place else. All I know is but, the names on the show: Scully and Mulder. <laughs> <laughs> Scully and Mulder. And then going through, you know, when I when I moved and I have had all those papers and things and boxes. You know what I found in one of the boxes was an ID. And it has um, Scully's name on it with her picture. It looks like a license or something, but it says investigator FBI, and it has her picture and all that. So I, I think that's pretty cute. Uh-huh. That's cute. Yeah. Very cool. Was, so you got your show probably, back. That's good. It was probably one of my kids, you know, probably my oldest son's, uh, you know, when he had it years ago or something. I don't know. Mhm. Mhm. So very that's cool. The excitement. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's pretty exciting. That's pretty exciting. Um, we have just been uh, tearing up the place. I So we talked last week about how domestic I was getting. Are you oh, sitting yeah. down for this? You're not going to believe I this. I better sit I'm, down. <laughs> I'm telling you, yesterday yeah. I sewed my own curtains. Oh, no. And I baked a turkey. I cooked a turkey. Oh my I God! I, don't, I, I mean, know. You, look at you have to take videos and put it on Facebook because no one's going to believe that. I know, I know. We're redecorating um, my son's old room, and I decided I'm, I'm ready to move forward, and and so are redecorating it, preparing for the new grandbaby, and so I had the hubby doing the painting, and and my daughter and I went out, picked out fabric, and I those days up the curtains are just they've turned out beautifully i i don't know i it's like somebody over i maybe we need to call uh scully and Mulder. oh i think so yeah now do you have any um any spirits show up this week you know how they like to hang around your house yeah it's been pretty quiet in the spirit world okay Uh uh-huh I think it's because of you um, going around cleaning the house and everything. You probably scared them away. <laughs> Do you think so? <laughs> you know, anything's possible. Anything's possible. Well, you never know. Other than that, you know, me getting domesticated yeah. and, oh, Lord, Lord, help me. Well, your um, husband but, likes it because you've been cooking a lot of nice things. Oh, Last absolutely. week it was a roast. It was some kind of a what was it like a? It was a brisket. A brisket. You cooked a brisket, right? Yeah, I remember that. Last Last Monday. Yes, yes. And yeah. my turkey was good. My turkey turned out pretty good. It was a it was a turkey breast, big turkey breast, and it was mm-hmm. I slow cooked it and I the recipe oh. and it, it was actually so tender. It was just. Unbelievable! It was unbelievable. That sounds I'm so great. proud of myself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know that's all good. That's all good seafood because I didn't make the other stuff that goes around goes with it. 
you know, I wasn't turkey oh, no. dinner and all the trims. It was, you know, I had to keep it, had to keep it uh, decent, healthy. So yeah, so you didn't have stuffing. No, Did you have a little no, stuffing. I, okay, okay. No, no. Although um, I, I'm pretty sure that the ingredients that I used sauteed up, it was like the holy trinity and all of that, the onion and and celery and all of that. Um, sauteed, yeah. all went into the slow cook process, but it didn't mm-hmm. turn into stuff at the end of the day. So, yeah. but it was good. It was good. Let me just say, okay, I'm making myself hungry again now, and I've got to wait <laughs> for two hours. Yeah, so I I'm know. Just stop I know. Talking about. Food. Oh my gosh. Oh, heavens, heavens. Well, we have got callers on the line. Um. So are you ready to get jump in and get busy? Oh, sure. All right. We are going to take our first caller. Uh, let's see. We've got Laura. So let me bring Laura on. Laura, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi. Hi, Hi how Laura. are you, dear? I'm good. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. You're welcome. So do you have a question tonight or... Would you like a general well, reading? Like, yeah, you know, maybe a general reading would be good. Hmm. Okay. Do you have some worry around you right now? Some things yeah, you're worried about? Yeah, I'm worried yeah. about something, yeah. Do you want me to yeah. ask you a specific question or... Well, we'll see what we come up with. But I, I can see um, your energy. It's like I, I feel the, the worry around you. It's um, if it's to do with like job moving. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's sort of um, you were hoping that it wouldn't happen, but little by little, it finally. You know, you finally realized something has to be done. With regards to what? You know, like make a decision. (laughs) Because you're worried about all this. Well, I'm so I'm worried because I. I decided to go forward with a big decision, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's up in the air right now whether or not it's actually going to go through, and I'm a little worried about it. And oh. It's a, it's a big you decision. Are, so. Yeah, did, did you make some plans ahead of time about this, kind of change things in your life a oh. bit to, to possibly, so, you know, and now you're not so, really sure? Well, I'll tell you what happened. I I made an offer on a house. Okay. And the sellers told me that I could close in April, and they were so I started the process with them, and now they changed their mind and they want to close in March. Well, I financially I need to close in April, so Mm -hmm. they're hoping they're going to get another buyer to close by the end of next month. 
And I'm a little worried that that's going to happen and I'm going to lose out on the opportunity oh. of the house. Now, did you, um, so you definitely cannot move out in March? No, I need the I need the extra paychecks in April for the down payment. Oh, I see. So it has to do like with the money from work, and it's like a decision. It's yeah, uh, yeah, and then moving, and yeah, there's, there's a lot of things going on. Um, is there any way that? Because I'm just thinking about what you could do. So these people definitely only want to close in March. Why why can't they wait another month or a few weeks or something? Well, that's what I thought. Well, they 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 want to move into a home down in Florida. And yeah. I guess it's into one of these retirement communities. Mm-hmm. And the unit that they want, what apparently costs $12,000 well there's like a $12,000 cost differentiation between the unit that they want and the one that they'll have to take if they wait another month. Yeah. So, oh, I okay. see. But the whole thing is, they are the ones that came back to me and told me April. So then I started the whole process over again. I wouldn't have even started it all over again if they hadn't told me April. And now they're changing their mind and now, saying March. Yeah. So that's going to you throw a, you off a bit, yeah. I mean, do you, do you have, have a, a realtor? I do have, yeah, he's in spirit. You have a realtor? Oh, a realtor. I thought you said father. <laughs> yeah, I do have a realtor. Because <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, so, so what is the realtor saying about the timing of it? And where, so my knee-jerk response to this, and this is just me talking to you, is um, did they give you a signed offer i mean do you yes have... no so i put the offer out there right i got approved with everything we put the offer out my realtor contacted their realtor we put the offer out and they came back and they waited like two they hung us up like two days and i said what's going on and uh they finally got back to him and they told him they need to close in march not in april and I said, the whole reason why we I started this all over again with them, because I walked away from the deal three months ago, and they came back to me and said that they wanted to close, that I could close in April. I said, okay, great, that works for me. And then they changed okay. their mind and said they wanted to close in March. Okay, so they came back to you with a counterproposal. So there's nothing signed at this point. Exactly. Okay. And now I'm tracking with you. Um I'm going to tell you what the cards are telling me. Okay. I, I'm going to try to keep myself and my opinions out of it right now. I'm going to tell you what the cards are telling me. The cards are telling me that um, you are coming to uh, a change. You are – it's there. The change is there. There is going to be um positive shift in energy at the end, of, as soon as you turn the corner, you're like on the cusp right now. So I do see that. Um, I do see that it's good on the other side of this change. Um, it's like you're ending one cycle and moving into another. However, um, you have a lot of work that you need to do with yourself to keep yourself centered and as you're going through this process, it's like you, you're you not spending enough time 
to uh, for the care and feeding of your spirit right now. And by that, I mean with all of these decisions coming at you and all of these this stress, you have got to keep yourself grounded and centered in the moment and work through these problems as they come to you. Take them one at a time. No one understands you've got help coming from the divine. The cards are saying so. But you really do need to focus on taking care of you. Take some time for you. Even if it's five or ten minutes, you need to take the time to take care of yourself and give yourself that time to kind of collect and gather and center. Um, Because it is going to be something that feels very much like upsetting the apple cart. But I'm telling you, if if you can get yourself grounded and lean into this process, you're going to come out the other side and it's going to be good. I do see that for you. That's what the cards told me before I even saw the house or any, you know, you started sharing about what you're going through. So the cards are saying this. They're saying that um, there's a lot of learning that you're going to do through this process. Um it feels very much like um it feels very much like you feel almost feel like you're in in school there's so much that you're having to learn and review and like you want to make sure that everything is the way that it needs to be and you're lots of checks and balances i'm seeing lots of checks and balances like you're going over and over these things in your head you're going through, I mean, like a fine-tooth comb. You don't want to miss anything is what I'm being shown. Yeah, Um, that's right. You want to make sure that it is on the up and up, everything squared away. And and that all is going to serve you well, this process that you're going through. But, um, again, it's back to being being sure that you're grounded and and have your feet firmly planted because you're going to need that. Um, I feel like the energy coming at you is trying to knock you off kilter a smidge. Um, So now I'm just going to talk to you for a minute and say, you know, uh, to you that you might want to encourage your realtor to help them understand the need for you to close and the potential of you, you know, uh, possibly needing to walk away again. Maybe they need to know and understand that, you know, there might have to be a compromise and, I would find out what can you do, maybe work with your lender, you know, have some conversations about how can you maybe come to a compromise, something that will work for both and not put either of you in too dire straits. Do you know what I'm saying? For them, it's a long-term um, it's a long-term impact if they don't close in March. It's just from what you made it sound like to me. Yeah, um, yeah. And so – I could see the stress and concern from that perspective behind that. So I don't think that they're trying to, you know, they're not trying to mess with you. They are just, you know, it's like I said, it's a long-term thing for them. Um, They just need it to happen a lot sooner. So, but I think somewhere there is a compromise there. There, I feel like there's a compromise where maybe you take it right to the edge um, of you know, the last day of March or something. I don't know. Maybe there is a way and maybe you need to talk to the to your lending agent or something to see if there's any room or way for you to be able to make an earlier closing date work for you. Um, I feel like you're going to have to uncover 
you've got to dig a little more. There's a little bit more learning to do here. And it really is about what are your real options. So what you need to do is is just really get it all right in front of you. Um, The dates, the timelines, when you're going to be able to make your down payment and things of that nature, get it all in front of you. And maybe go see your your lender and say, this is a situation. Is there anything that can be done to mitigate this problem? You know, can we come in a little bit early? You know, what can we do? Um, I would start there because the more information you have, the more powerful you're going to be in be able to negotiate a little bit easier um, with them. But I think that the thing that's important for you to know is that it's just a, it's, it's kind of a, it's not a fun situation on either side, you know, I, and I don't feel like they're trying to come at you and, and do it to intentionally cause a problem for you. It's just for them, it's a long-term problem if it, you know, if it is too, too late. So, um, and, and maybe they need to go back and do a little negotiations too, you know, um, I wouldn't be afraid about letting it take a few more days if it needs to. Just make sure you keep your realtor in the loop and and keep him talking to them so that everybody understands nobody's changed their minds about, you know, owning the property. It's just, we, you know, they have to understand you have stuff you have to work out as well. I, I feel like they yeah. would work with you if they understood it. So, you know, I mean, maybe together you guys could come up with something. Um, kind of what I feel around that. Just it's going to take a little bit more work, but you will persevere if you just keep your head down, do your research, you know, talk to the people that you need to that are, you know, helping you with the loan and all of that. Talk to your realtor, have kind of a coming to God moment with realtor and let them know this is the way it is and outline it. And maybe they can come up with a creative way to resolve the situation that, you know, I mean, sometimes those people do miracles, in my opinion, you know. They can come up with really great ways to, you know, find money or figure out a way to to make things work. So it's worth a shot. It definitely is. But I do see a positive shift. I I do see it's going to come. It's going to come out in the wash. It really is. But you're going to have to have some endurance and, and really dig into the problem. Face it head on. Okay. Thanks, Laura. Thank you. You bet. Anna, do you have anything else that you're feeling around this? No, I, I think it's a good idea, like you said, to talk with with them. And you do have a realtor, which is great. So um, you let let that person work for their money, right? Yeah. And hopefully, because because they'll miss out on on a. Um, you know, getting paid too if this doesn't go through. So, yeah, you know. I know, I know. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, that's where I, that's why my stress level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you I could see that right stress. As soon as soon as you came on, I could see your stress. <laughs> I know. Well, sorry about that. Things will be uh, better though. Don't worry. Okay, thank you so much. Okay, Laura, thank you. thanks so much for calling. All right, yes. Thank you, Laura. We wish you lots of luck. We know that it's going to turn out. Just keep going. Check in with us. Let us know. I will. Yeah. Thank you. All okay, right, honey. Take care. Thank you too, you. hon. Bye-bye. Bye.
Okay. What a sweet lady. Very, very I sweet. know. I know. All right. So the next person we have is um, Natalie. Oh, Natalie. Okay. Hi, Natalie. Are you there? Hi. Yeah. Hi, Natalie. I, I phoned last week. I was calling with a follow-up. Yeah. Last week. Last week I was supposed to close on a house, and is it Donna? Yes. That you said Friday, which was supposed to be dead on because that's when it was supposed to happen. And then there was a plot twist. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love the plot twist. <laughs> I was supposed. Is that the house? Yeah, is that the house you were buying? You wanted to buy next door? Yeah. Like the one that you grew up in, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Um, apparently, I had forty-five days to close the loan. And no one yeah. informed me of that. So now she, my sister, offered a higher bid, and uh, the judge says whoever it can go to the highest bidder. So the two lawyers are now getting together because my lawyer is trying to get it the way it originally was, um, and so that I could buy the house. Yeah. And they're meeting on the twelfth, and I was wondering how that was going to go. So that's this Friday, then, right? Another Friday. Yeah. Yeah, so now you got to go another whole week. And imagine that you have to pay an attorney, right? And you, does your sister have an attorney also? Yes, yes. What a waste of money, you know, that you have to shell out this money because of this. And you want to buy the house because you grew up in it and all of this, and she wants it because she wants to buy it and sell it. Right. And make a profit. Is that it? her and her husband? Yeah, her boyfriend, yeah. that's Given her, that's oh, getting boyfriend. a loan for her. But boyfriend. Uh, I just wanted to know if the judge was going to go in my favor or not. You know, you know, it's weird. I see, I see a name, and I don't know what it means. It's either Lee or Leo. I see a capital L and an E, and maybe another E or an O, and I don't even know what that means. So. Laura, do you see anything for this nice lady? I'm pulling some cards right now. So did you um did you get a loan okay or do you have to wait another yeah. or what did you say? So you got your loan and all that, right? Like so, everything's put so, in place to go, but now so what, she came in it, with Oh oh a higher bid? Is that it? Yeah, apparently the judge was like, oh, you had 45, oh, you didn't close the loan in time, now can go the highest bidder. And I'm like, what? My, I never got a copy of an order. I never, my lawyer didn't tell me that. <laughs> okay, do you know what their, do you know what their bid is? Because I see $2,000. The $2,000 is what I'm short at the table, and I had to borrow from somebody so I can go to the table. Oh, oh that's why I'm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, you know what's weird? Is someone has their hand out, the palm of their hand, and I see $2,000 in it. How do you like that? I see 2000 like actually $1,000 bills, and there are two of them. I've never seen a $1,000 bill, but now I have, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Yeah, it's uh, all right. So you don't know how much there. They're putting. Uh, yeah, they, yeah. They offered fi- they offered fifty, but yeah. we had to go to. I got the house appraised. She got the house appraised, and the courts appraised it, and they they mm. put it in favor of me for seventy five. Mm-hmm. So I have to pay half of that, 
And now right. she came in at 50 because I had no idea mm. I had to close in 45 days or I would have pushed it. Oh, for God's sakes. Well, you she know kept what? If not you... giving me an agreement. Yeah, like if you came up with more money than they're bidding, they, yeah, they well, might I'm not just gonna keep do that. going up and up. Do you, you think they'll just keep, keep going up and up? I don't know. No, no, but I'm not going to bid no. any more than I already paid no. three times to to see what it was worth. Right. So you you've been through all of this. You've done your work. You did all right. of this. Yeah. I mean, it's only fair that it would go to you, but then you never know the way things go with you know with what the with, with what the judge is going to say. So, Natalie, what the cards are telling me is, first and foremost, uh, this is a time when you need to be patient. Um, and I'm also seeing, and, and so take this for what it's worth, that you need to not force something to happen. No, I get that. Yeah, that's what the, the cards longer the are better. For, the longer the better for me. It, it was the courts that were pushing the issue. Yeah, the yeah. Courts. So, so I'm not sure. Uh, you know, it. At the end of the day, I see that there is going to be um, balance, and um, you're going to to personally be okay with what happens. But I'm not going to tell you that. You know, I know the outcome about the house specifically, but I, again, the cards are telling me you're going to be okay with the outcome, um, and and just don't try to force it. You've already asked the divine help from the divine. Please know and understand they've they've heard you. You've got people helping right now. Um, But yeah, I would just kind of take a, I I would take a moment and uh, just let let this be a time where you kind of see where where things go. You already know um, what your boundaries and limits are. So when it comes to you know if they come back, if they if they if if for instance the court gives you an opportunity to come back and offer more, you already know you're not going to do that. So my my personal feeling on this is that you sit down and figure out what is your absolute bottom line with this house. And if it is not met with the decision that the judge comes back with or, you know, and they offer more or whatever, then, you know, try to find a way to reconcile with that in reconcile your spirit and and you know try to I, I hate to use the words let it go because it's your family home and I understand the significance and I think I told you the last time I would be I would be in the same spot myself in the future I know that I know I already know I'm gonna be in a situation where somebody wants to sell the house just to you know somebody wants to tear it down completely and I want to keep it in the family I, I know what that feels like right so, so that's the problem because I have my kids there now and they will be heartbroken let alone having to move and all that other stuff right right but I, I mean so just 
I, I guess what I'm saying to you is prepare yourself for what may happen because right now it sounds like there's really not anything that you can do in this moment while you wait other than prepare yourself for all of the possibilities and start working on if this doesn't go through, what do we do next? Where do we, you know, where do we shift our energy to? Because I do see that you're going to be okay at the end of this. You're going to be, you're going to be okay. You're going to feel very balanced and happy about um, what transpires either way. And again, I'm not seeing what direction it's going to go, but I'm seeing that you're going to be okay with it. Um, It could very well be because you get the house and your sister decides to just let it go. It's not worth it. You know, I don't know, but I do see that much. I see the energy around it and it's good energy. But again, it's just keeps pointing me back to this. Be patient, be patient, don't force it. So that kind of just makes me feel like at the end of the day, if somebody were telling me that, then I would think, okay, I've got to prepare myself for the worst case. And just so that, because I feel like you don't like things to happen to you, you kind of, uh, it feels to me very much like you like to be in control of your destiny and you try to do everything in your power to make sure that you are typically you like leaving things up to chance, you know? Um, so it's very hard for you to have stuff occurring. Um, and I, I resonate so much with that myself because I am very much that way as well. Um, uh, but, but having said that, sometimes stuff does come at us. And the best thing that we can do when we don't have any control whatsoever is we have to figure out how can I control the things that, how can I control something? What about this can I control? And then figure out a way to, to manage and take care of. Um, the things that you can control. Lots of stuff you can't right now, but the things that you can, try to wrap some energy around that. I think that might help settle you a little bit as you're waiting for this to unfold. Like I see the next couple of days being very anxious because it is very unsettling, not knowing what the answer is going to be. But if you work to prepare yourself for what it could be, um, I in either scenario, I mean, you definitely want to give energy to the positive. Uh, it's I'm going to get the house. It's not going to be a problem. And then also if I don't. So you want to give positive energy and as well as deal with what the potential um, solution may be if your sister ends up getting the house. Um, but you've got, I mean, you've, you've literally, I have to say, Natalie, you've done everything that you can do at this point. It's it's not in your hands any longer. So um, you and you already know what your boundaries are. So you know you're not going to go any more than a certain amount. Um, and all of those things are good. Those are those are those good valid um, things that you need to be thinking about. Um, if you thought if you didn't have the answer to how much would I pay, you know. Uh, you know, that that would be potentially bad because then you just keep going back and maybe the house wasn't, maybe there's a good reason why you're not meant to have the house. Do you know what I mean? And and then you would have put out all this money. The fact that you have a limit, you have your boundaries, that's all good. If it works out within those boundaries, then 
then you can feel really good about it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's just the fact that we had to pay three times to get appraisers and had to go through court for it because the court ordered an appraisal, and it went to my original appraisers. <laughs> to have to go and pay more is ridiculous. And your sister, does she um, – do you get the impression, or, or you probably know, uh, she probably doesn't really want the house, right? I mean, she doesn't. She, I know, she doesn't have the attachment of what you do. You know, like the, she doesn't see the the value in keeping it in the family. She doesn't have that kind of attachment. But I mean, are you you thinking she just she's just being difficult? Is that really She's what this is about? She's being difficult, and she just wants money, and that's it. That's unfortunate. That's really unfortunate. Well, uh, again, I think just prepare yourself for both scenarios, and try not to um, try not to get too overwhelmed by the uncertainty, because there's really, I mean, really, there's nothing you can do, and it's in the judge's hands now, right? So. Come Friday, you're going to find out what the options are. Just be ready. The best thing you can do for yourself is be ready when he comes to, when the judge comes back and tells you what those options are. And make your lawyer tell you what are the things that he could come back. Do you know what I mean? Have a conversation with your lawyer and, and find out what, what are the things that he could come back and say so that you can prepare yourself for what those answers would be. Well, he you already know? told me if he said oh, he if – he said the, if if it goes to the highest bidder, I'm offering the thirty seven five. She put out she's putting in fifty. He's like, you know, what do you want me to do? And I said, well, why did I pay three times? And why did I pay a master judge, a, a master appraiser yet again to say what the house is worth? Why should I pay more? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. And then why did I not get a an a, an order or a copy of something that said I had forty five days? Why didn't I know this? And my lawyer's like, I told you. And I'm like, you did not tell me or I would have made sure it happened. If I had 45 days in my head, I'd have made sure I got it done in 45 days. Mm -hmm. I was waiting on an agreement. Yeah, they should put that in writing. So that well, part, that, that's the part that got me upset. It's like a big glitch. <laughs> yeah, I am know. so sorry, it's, Natalie. It's terrible. I know. I know there's there's a negativity around. It's it's like it's like you're climbing up a wall and you think you've gotten up there on the top and then it's like then you have to slide down because of something. Yeah. And then you keep trying to go up again and you get up there and you're excited and wow this is great and then then again you're sliding down again. So it's like that feeling. And then you have your sister and her boyfriend. You got the two of them with their attorney, and it's just you and your attorney. Right. And you've been through a lot having to pay to have the house appraised three times. That's ridiculous. You know, I know. all these things. Yeah. So there's a lot Plus of. they just had to pay lot. to get the heater inspected and all this other yeah, crap for the lender and all the, you right. know, all this money put out. And it's like, you know, title insurance no. and all that stuff. Because it was supposed to happen on Friday. Yeah. On the fifth. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Now I wonder if your sister, if she if she does get it, 
if she would have to pay you for all these things that you paid for or some of them, some of the things. I don't know. Maybe well, that's not. That's an interesting question. I don't know, but it's but worth investigating. Know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. You never know. You had to have, um, did you have to have like the heating, you said the heating uh yeah, the oil tank is underground. I had to have it inspected that it oh, wasn't wow. leaking. Oh, yeah, all of that stuff, right. Yeah, there's a lot of things going on there. So like Laura said, prepare yourself for either either decision. And if that includes having a bill ready to give to her, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I right, mean, right. Make, make a list of all the things you had to pay for. And see if and something can the, be done, if she should win. Right. Yeah. Right. If she, I mean, she may just be difficult for being difficult for the sake of being difficult. And if that's the way she's going to be, she's going to be that way, right? But, yeah. and, and if she wants the house bad enough, you know she's going to get the house. If she wants it bad enough. it's It sounds to me like it's very much in her court right now. Um, unless the judge comes back yeah. and says something different. Um you know, who knows what he's going to say. But uh, if the, if they allow for her to come in and throw a big old bid on top of yours, then um, who's selling the house? Well, it's in both our names, and she's been wanting to sell it from the beginning. My father's passed away oh. two years in March, and she wanted to uh, That's right. sell it right away, but she was being difficult the whole time. And that's how why it ended up going through judges and everything else to see, you know, what it was worth. And we had to pay a master judge and another master appraiser. And that's crazy. So if it's in if it's in your name also and her name, um, do you get anything out of it? If she, I would think you'd get something out of it if she buys it. Yeah, but I but you'd get over the money, I would rather have the place and have my kids there, right. and because I course. got great yeah. grandkids with me and. Yeah, they're used to running yeah. over there and do you know what I'm saying? It's right yeah, next door I've, to me. I've it's seen, not like I don't you know, have to look I've seen at a it. Lot of this, you know, I've seen a lot of the stuff with uh, siblings um, in families. Uh, you know, I've had personal experience too with a similar thing. That um, it's very, it's it's hard to to imagine that someone would do that to their own sibling, but I've I've seen that, you know. So I understand completely what you're talking about. It's not it's like I couldn't hurtful. use the money, but I don't really right, right. care about that over the other issues. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's uh, Sometimes life isn't fair. She's make, she would be making me sell it in a distressed state. Yeah. Well, just you know, keep where in I mind, really... just like she doesn't have to sell it to you you don't have to sell it to, do you know what i mean you well my lawyer had said before she, because she's executor that she has a right to sell my father's interest oh i see oh well Otherwise, i would oh, say family. no we're not selling it we're not doing it. no we're not i I, def, I would definitely take that stand <laughs> oh well what, you gotta they follow make her lawyers executor? Advice, yeah. is she is she is she older than you is that why they made no, her she's the younger. executor I wonder why they made her the executor. That's crazy. Maybe she, um, I don't know, talked him into it or something. She, she did. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't care well, at the time. 
Well, yeah. we, you know, we never we never want to think about that in a serious light and, you know, think it all the way through and think of, you know, because we don't want to see people like that, you know, typically as, as a rule, we don't like to look at people and mm-hmm. see how they might turn, turn on us, you know, but yeah, um, I know now I do see that there is a, there's something at the, on the other side of this, there really is. So just try, just try to keep yourself, um, keep yourself in a good place if you can. And like I said, uh, control over whatever it is that you can control is really going to help try to keep you a little bit grounded. Um, and your sister's going to do what she's going to do. And she's going to put up whatever fight. Just keep asking the questions. Keep, you know, keep after the lawyer. Um, ask him why 5,000 times if you have to. If you feel like things are not as resolved, if he hasn't properly answered questions as to why something's working a specific way, you ask him until he gives you an answer that you're content and feel like he's 100% on the table. I mean, this is a time for you to kind of take control of the things that you can. And, you know, I, I would yeah, be I went just through getting... all that with him. Yeah. I went through it all with him. I'm like, you never told me I had 45 days and I never got a copy or I would have made sure it happened. Definitely. A hundred percent. You know, he's like, I wow. told you. I'm like, no, you didn't. You didn't. <laughs> it could be that this thing turns out in a bad way in that if she gets the house, maybe there's, I mean, I don't, maybe there's something, there's some reason why, she would need to get it because there's a lesson there for her. And maybe it's not a, you know, maybe it's not, maybe there's a, a bigger picture um, scenario. I always try to look for the big picture. I when, go through all that crap in my head too, but what it yeah. comes down to is the, it, what it comes down to is all the kids. If it was just for myself, it would be a different story. Then it'd be like, oh well, I can use, uh, you know, thirty-five thousand or whatever, you know. But right. No. Right. <laughs> it's it's all about the kids, is, is what it is in the family, to me. Right. Right. Well, I, you know, we wish you the best of luck. I mean, I wish we could give you a definitive answer, but it just is not coming forward. I just, you know, I just see, like I said, the need for you to be patient and. Um, that things are going to, you're going to be okay on the other side of it. So what that means, not sure, but you are going to be okay on the other side. Okay, thank you. I All just right, darling. I'll to let you know it was a Friday, but <laughs> something got well, changed. I'm so. sorry. It didn't now we've got another way. Friday. Yeah, yeah I know. Friday. All right. Yeah. I and yeah. I feel bad because you know I know I, I know Natalie you are in the same boat that I'm going to be in someday that we're we're having the same conversation I mean I feel you I I really do yeah you have no idea well, get prepared. I do. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah okay all thanks, right guys. darling we wish okay, you nothing Natalie. but luck I'm gonna send up a little prayer for you tonight okay yeah oh thank same you here. I'll be all right darling all right bye-bye. take care all right bye bye. Oh, bless her heart. That's such a bummer. Such a bummer. 
All right. Well, um, okay. So, hey, we've got, uh, hey, Kathleen joined us. Hi, Kathleen. Oh, Um, I love Kathleen. Hi, Kathleen. So I was thinking we would take a little breaky break. Okay. Um, And then uh, we have open lines right now. So if anybody wants to call in for a reading, um, there is room in the queue. So please don't hesitate to call in. We will take your call when we get back from break. And let me see. I'm going to grab. Let's see. What am I going to grab? I see Amy, too. Amy is here, Oh, Amy joined us, too. Hi, Amy. Amy. We love you. Wow, we've got lots of peeps in the house tonight. That's exciting. Sorry about that astronaut who passed away this week. He was 85. That was her favorite. That was her favorite astronaut. She knows all those astronauts, huh? No. No, no, no. She knows everyone. I know. She's she she's got she's a very interesting woman, Miss Amy. I she sure I heck is. Adore her. She's got good friends and <laughs> she's, she's a lot my, of fun. You know that? And she I, really is. Yes. And she's got family very, here very in my smart. in my town. Oh she does. Oh that's nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um it's kind of cool. I was thinking about she, uh, Amy. You posted a picture the other day of your of your uh, daughter's dog. I think it was, and it, the, I recognized the name of the park. And I thought, oh, <laughs> I know that. I don't know why I keep forgetting that they uh, they live here in my area. So I always feel a special connection. Oh, that's uh, nice. Yeah. So have you guys cool. ever met? Have you met a- Amy? No. Have you and- we have not. No. We have not met. We've not met. No. Sometime when she comes yeah. to visit, we need to meet. <laughs> that was nice. Yeah, that'd be nice. Oh, grand yeah. dog. Yeah, I I have a grand dog. My son has a boy dog, so it's my grand dog. And then my daughter has four girl dogs, so those are my grand doggers. <laughs> How do you like that? I love that. Yeah. Um, hold on a minute. I am multitasking. Okay. Um, I think we're going to. Um, okay. So I'm going to go ahead and take a break. And when we get back, uh, Angie, please call in if you if you are up to it, my dear. Um, more than welcome to call in, and, and we will jump right on that. Um Okay, so uh, let's see. I was looking for a song. I feel a little, um, a little disconnected right now for some reason. Yeah, whoever wants to call in, Angie, Amy, um, and then our famous Carol Patton, the numerologist. She always has a lot of good stuff to talk about. Absolutely, absolutely, for sure. Okay, well, I'm gonna get pick us up a little bit. So okay. if you are so inclined, you can get up and move around and whatnot. <laughs> All right. So yeah. Here we go. We're going to be back in three minutes and 51 seconds. Okay.
All right, and we are back. Donna, you still with me? I sure and heck am. All right, all right. I didn't Hi. realize I was on mute. I was not on mute when I asked the dog <laughs> if she was coming into my office. Oh, I didn't even hear that. My dog, my dog has been here in my office all the time because she likes coming in here, and she was barking a little bit when I didn't let her in. So oh, I said, "Okay, was. come on in." Yeah, and now you know she's been fine all the time. She loves being in here. Oh, yeah. I love having my babies. Yeah, yeah. They seem to be very happy when they're with us. I love my baby. Oh, and now she's making a nest on my couch. Well, that's okay. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's little dogs, little dogs, little dogs. Yeah, Um, little dogs. So let's see. Who do we have? We have uh, in chat. I'm going to just do a quick shout out. We've got Amy Kavanaugh. Hello, Amy. So glad you're here with us tonight. We've got Angie, and we're going to take her call. She's in queue, and um, okay, we've got my, my co-host, Donna DiPietro. Uh, we've got Kathleen. Hello, Kathleen. And we have Carol Patton listening out there as well, our favorite numerologist. Yes. yes. All right. So I am going to grab Angie. Hi, darling. How are you? Hi, I'm kind of numb. Hi, Angie. Yeah, you're numb today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's been happening for two years, but I just kind of, you just don't think about it, you know? And then when it gets to this point, you're like, oh. I mean, your grandfather isn't that old. He's, like, in his 60s. Yeah. That's not old nowadays, you know? Yeah. So, what, he has cancer? What kind of cancer does he have, do you know? Um, it's lymph node cancer. And, okay. Um, it's spread from it like he's been having um chemo and stuff for two years. Um mm-hmm. but the chemo started to affect his kidney so they couldn't give him any more oh. chemo. Oh no. Yeah. And so now the cancer has spread through to his brain and his kidneys and liver. Oh, that's terrible. All oh, over no. the place. Yeah, so they oh, sent him wow. home yesterday with hospice and stuff. So mm, that's so sad. Mhm. I know. I know. Donna, um, Angie was wondering yes, if you could possibly, maybe we could bring in her uncle Bob. Oh, Uncle Bob is always around. I'm telling <laughs> you, he loves he loves you, Angie. <laughs> I know. Have you? I mean, have you felt like he's not there or something? Maybe because you're not focused on him, you're no. more focused on your grandfather or, or what? Or do you still feel Uncle Bob around? Yeah, and he was in a dream on Saturday, but I just kind of am wondering if he has mm-hmm. like anything to say about the whole situation that I'm kind of going through right now. You know, because if it like my grandfather and my Uncle Bob and you know my grandma and mm. Uncle Bob's wife were the people that raised me. Instead of, like, my parents. So it's kind of, Mm -hmm. like, I lived with my grandfather and grandmother until, like, six years ago and lived there my whole life. So, Mm -hmm. like, you know, him and they're on the same level. (laughs) Well, you know, your Uncle Bob, he's there. He's there with your granddad. And he'll be there when he's, you know, passing over. So it's okay. You know, it's, it's very natural for us to pass over sometime, but 
you know, you, you're just hoping, I mean, your grandfather, he's not that old. And you, I mean, it's one thing if he was like 98 or something, you know, but no yeah. matter what, even if you live to be a hundred, I mean, the time goes by so fast. It's like 10 times 10, 10 years times 10. And that's a hundred years. And that's, I mean, when you think about it, it goes by in a flash. I mean, you, I mean, you might not realize it because you're young, but when you get to be a certain age, you say, gee, gee, that 10 years or that 20 years went by so fast. How did that happen? And yeah. then even if you had the best life in the world and you were, you know, had everything in the world and you had a great life and you were healthy and had a great family and everything, the 100 years is going to be up. So then you got to go, you know? And mm-hmm. there's not a darn thing we can do about it. Yeah. Not a darn thing. You know, it's it's just natural. And, you know, I mean, not that long ago, people didn't really live as long as we do now. And, you know, I mean, before the 1950s especially. Mm-hmm. And years ago, you know, with um, a lot of children dying at of diseases and everything, you know, 100 years or so ago or 80 years ago and, um, and simple things now. I mean, people would die of the measles. They die of, of things um, that we can cure now, uh, like scarlet fever and, and all these things and certain types of cancer and and all of this. But I know what you're going through because my husband went through it and he died of cancer in his 60s, just four yeah. years, not even four years ago. And at the same time, my brother, Bob, he died of cancer the same year, you know? So yeah. it's, it's really heartbreaking when you have loved ones. Um, and it's you can't imagine living without them anymore. It's it's all it's just very difficult. But we all go through it, all of us, no matter who we are. We're gonna lose loved ones. You know, so all you can do is just um be there for him and let him know you love him and I'm sure he knows and Uncle Bob is there. Uncle you know? Bob he's actually coming through for me, Angie. Uh, too, and he's showing me he wants to give you flowers. He's giving you flowers. They're wildflowers, very specifically wildflowers. Um, he wants to wrap you up in a blanket, like he's showing me. He's like holding you. Um, mm-hmm. all like um, he's holding you in in a big old love blanket. Um, oh, he's. He's there supporting you right now. What he's telling me is that for you, um, as you're going through this, he says you're strong enough to to get to walk through this. He says you're strong enough to walk through this. But what he wants you to know is that you are going to be a help for others in this situation. So he makes me feel like you're your gift and your ability to see things um, what you know about the other side is going to serve you. It's going to help you help those around you. And by a byproduct of that is that you will then be lifted up yourself as you're helping the, the people around you to walk through this time by giving them hope and encouragement, including your grandfather. 
you're 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 supposed to help him too. Like you're gonna help him um, make this transition, this journey. I, I don't know. <laughs> I I'm afraid to even go visit him. Like I want to, but I don't want to see him like this. You know. Like well, he's not he's not Pap. You know what I mean. Uh, I, so you, I know. You have have you seen him or you haven't seen him? I haven't seen him since like before Christmas. Okay, you know what? You you have to go see him. If you can go see him, please do because he wants you to go see him. It'll make him happy and it'll be like complete, you know? Because um I know it seems like a lot of young people, maybe, I mean, a couple of young people I know, um, they um, they have the same feeling if someone close to them is dying, and they just, they want to remember them the way that they were, you know, when they were healthy and everything, and they, it's, it's like too much for them to, to yeah. see them dying, but they're actually, when you think about it, the person is really thinking about themselves. They're not thinking about the person that's dying that really needs them. And then if they don't go see them, you're going to feel guilty after, you know? Yeah. You'll, you'll say, why didn't I go see him and tell him I love him, even though he knows. But he wants to hear that. He wants you to deal with him. So you have to put him first. Don't Don't put yourself first and feel, oh, you know, it's upsetting for me. Well, of course, all of us feel the same way if we're going to see a loved one that's dying. Of course it's upsetting for us. But we have to do it. You know, it's it's natural. Imagine if when you're old and you're dying, wouldn't you want someone that's very close to you to come and see you, you know, and tell you that it's okay, that they love you and... You know, maybe he's waiting for you to, to visit. I know, I know this it's, is tough, it's, Angie. It's so I know hard. It's, it's very sad. It's something, though, we all have to face. You know, Uncle Bob wants you to know he's he's he he wants you to know you are strong enough to go through this. You're strong enough. You're strong enough. You're strong enough. He just keeps showing me that. He just keeps showing me that. Regardless of what you do, Angie, please know he's telling you you're strong enough to to manage however you end up walking through this. He wants you to be true to yourself. And he just keeps telling me you're going to help other people. Now, I'm not sure... Who, who the others are that he's referring to, but he's telling me, he's showing me, you're going to help. He says it's hard for, okay, what he's telling me is that it's hard for you right now in this moment to hold on to your knowledge about the other side and, and really uh, focus in on that because this is where it gets personal. This is, you know... You and I, we deal with these things. I'm just talking to you now. You and I deal with these things every, you know, every day. You know, we we deal with energy that comes through from the other side, from other people's loved ones, and sometimes our own. But for the most part, it's other people's loved ones. And it's really hard to focus in on 
what we know is out there when it's happening to us because it is so very personal. It's so very personal. But, you know, he's telling you, you're strong enough. You've got, he's showing me, you've got everything in your toolbox to get through this. Um, You just need to, you just really need to figure out what are the things that are, what's important for you, what is going to help you manage your way through this. Listen, we're talking about, we're talking about, um, you know, someone at the end of their time here and it's very personal to you. You are the only one. You have to walk the walk, whatever you decide to do. This is your journey. This is your your grandfather's journey. And you know your relationship with him. You know all of those things. So you know the best way that you can help him. And maybe it's a phone call. Maybe it's a phone call. Um, you know, it, it's whatever whatever you feel resonates with you that would help you to um, help you to uh, kind of make peace with his journey and help him in some way. Maybe he just needs to hear your voice. I I'm not sure. But I, your Uncle Bob's telling me you are going to help your grandfather. You're going to help him. I feel like he's trying to make me feel like your grandfather might be a little scared right now. Um, and it's like you are going to make it okay. You're going to make it okay, he keeps telling me. You're going to make it okay. Um, I feel like he's. I feel like you're going to bring him some peace and clarity. <laughs> My grandparents don't even know about this, <laughs> like, that I'm a medium. I've never told them. Well, you know, <laughs> they're, they're, that's okay. That's okay. We can we can speak about the things that, that we feel. Um, we can speak about these things without speaking about them, if you know what I'm saying. I mean, uh, there are ways to talk to people about, crossing over where you don't have to come out and say I know because I talk you know I talk to I talk to those peeps all the time you know uh, yeah. you don't you don't have to go there but you can certainly say you know I know that you know people are waiting for you on the other side God's waiting for you to come home you know however you feel uh you could take what you know and give him some comfort because I feel like you're supposed to give that. It's it's a very rare thing for some people. Uh, well, it's a very rare, rare thing for for folks to have the type of insight that you have and your ability to know what's out there is really important when somebody is making a transition. When you know, the very first time that I heard voices from the other side, I know you've heard this story before, but, um, you know, it was it was my brother-in-law's father who you know, I hadn't seen him in 20 years and 20 plus years, you know, and for whatever reason, I was being pushed to go to the hospital 
And even after everybody told me it's fine, he's fine, he flatlined at midnight, but they stabilized him, he's going to be okay, they sent us home to take a shower, I still got in my car and drove to the hospital. And I don't know why. I went to see a man who was supposed to be stable. You know, I originally was going to go for my sister to be supportive for her. But, um, you know, when he was fine and they were going home, there was no purpose, really, for me to have gone. But I was being pushed. Go, go, you need to go. And knowing that I was being pushed when I was there in the room with him, the bells and the whistles automatically start going off as he's starting to transition. And this is a man that was supposed to be stable. And he's starting to transition before my eyes. And the only thing I could do in that moment, because I I thought, okay, I'm here. Clearly, this is why I'm here. So make the best of this moment. I did not know what he believed about where he would go. Um, I didn't know if he was a religious man. I, di- I didn't know any of those things. So the only thing that I could grab onto was to talk him through it and let him know that he should not be afraid, that there was peace and love waiting for him on the other side, and just continuously talk to him about the light, about going into the light and, you know, those people that he would see on the other side that I knew were there. And I was reaching out to him, his spirit, because he was not, I mean, he he obviously wasn't coherent, but I was reaching into his spirit with as much power as I could muster. And I really didn't know this man, but I knew I was put in that situation for a purpose. I was put there for a purpose. And what I found out later was that he really didn't have any kind of spiritual knowledge or, you know, he just wasn't that guy, you know, and he, his speculation was that he probably would have been fearful of where he was going to go if he knew he was dying, you know, it, if he was raised a certain way where if you didn't go to church, if you didn't do all these things, then you might end up in the other place, you know, and so to have someone there telling him at that moment that it was okay and that he, he would be welcome on the other side and they're waiting for him on the other side and, you know, to go towards the love and the light and to move through that time. You know, I firmly believed that that was the reason that I was there because I, I had that, I had that belief in myself. You know, I'm not going to say knowledge because I've never been there, but it's a hardcore belief with me that, that there is a heaven and, you know, and we're all welcome there. We're all, God wants us all to go back, you know, and it was, I felt like it was my purpose to help him understand that and not to be afraid of it so that he didn't end up being a spirit that was kind of not able to transition all the way because he wasn't sure, you know, Um, and, and that happens. We all know that that happens. Um, so that's my point, I guess, Angie, is that sometimes we help and we don't even, we don't know what we're supposed to do or say, but we just find the words. We're given the words. Um, we're given the tools we need to do what it is that we need to do. And he may not be surrounded by people that gave him confidence to 
not worry about death and dying. You know? Um, He may be really not... he, He may be scared because of that. And so... That's why that's I I really feel that strongly that that's what Uncle Bob was trying to trying to push through. Um, I, I really believe that. I really believe that. And you'll find a way. I know you will, Angie. And whether you are face to face with him, which I think actually might do you, it it, it might serve you both really well and you may not see it in this moment right now as we're talking on the phone I'm certainly not going to pressure you into it or you've got to walk your journey okay but it could be a phone call it could be whatever what, however this contact is made I really feel like it's necessary I really do the fact that you even felt led to call in tonight makes me feel like it was necessary it's necessary because at the end of the day you want to know when your grandfather goes home that he's not having any any delays along the way. He, he, it's a peaceful transition, and he's not afraid going in. I mean, isn't that what you want? I mean, you want – I mean, that's my, my biggest wish for anybody that's crossing over is that there's no fear in that moment. Yeah. And he's my got mom. Time. He told my mom the other day that he's given up, and then that's just, you know. Well, what the, he he said what he was giving up. Is that what he yeah, said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's done fighting. Mhm. Well, he's um. That's what happens, you know, when someone is dying. They they um, you know, they fight it as long as they can, and then they realize, then they. They start to feel more um, like relaxed in that it's something that's going to happen, and he he is he's going home, and I know your uncle Bob is there. I see him standing there next to him. He's on his left side. Your granddad is lying down in bed, and I can see as I'm I'm standing at the foot of the bed, and I'm looking at the two of them. And your Uncle Bob is on my right side, on the side of the bed, but he's on, you know, your granddad's left side. And he's right there watching over him, and he's going to be there for him when he passes over. And it will be, um, you know, very peaceful, and we all go home, you know. You know how I had my near-death experience, and I was (laughs) on my way there, too. Until they told me, hey, wait a minute, what are you doing here? It's not your time yet. Yeah. But um, it's um, it's something, I, I know it's very, very difficult because you love them so much. It's, it's just heartbreaking. I know. I know it's terrible. And I feel so bad. But um, there's, really, there's really nothing, you know, anyone can do. It's just, it's his time. I know it's it's difficult to it's hard to say and to and to imagine, but it's you know it's gonna happen. So you know, I'm so sorry. So sorry. 
Angie. I love you so much. I wish I was there to give you a big hug. I know you, you, you love your granddad so much. He was there for you all the time. And um, you're, you're there for him, too. I know you are. And he can feel you around him, even if you're not right there. But I, I think it would be good, if, if possible, if you could go to where he is. That would make it even even better for him, you know, to see his little girl there and know that you're there for him. Even though he knows you're there for him anyway, even if you don't go there, but it's up to you, you know. And Uncle Bob is there, and maybe you'll see Uncle Bob when you go there. I know, I know. And you being a medium, it's it's difficult. But I know when I was there with my husband when he passed over, and my children were there too, and it was, um, you could feel him pass over. You could feel the energy. We were all, We all had our hands on his arms, you know, we were holding his arms. And um, you'd feel the energy leave his body. It's just, you know, heartbreaking. But we know he was there. He was there watching us. And, and he communicated and he said that he felt so bad that we were crying. And he felt that's what made him feel the worst. It wasn't passing over because now he was with loved ones that were there, you know, but he didn't want to leave because he wasn't that old. And But he was so sad, you know, that he was watching us after he passed over, and he was so so sad that we were crying over him, you know. So it's just, uh, I know it's very heartbreaking for you. Angie, you need to know Uncle Bob is with you. He's he's lifting you up right now, my dear. He really is. And honey, you're gonna get you're gonna get through this. You are gonna I get through this. I know you will. This. You it'll and make re- you stronger. It it'll will make you stronger and, and, and you'll be prepared for more things like this because they're gonna happen too, you know, throughout your life. Well, and the thing that is important for you to remember is that when you do speak to your grandfather, remember that you're really you're really working with his spirit. You know, the yeah. the yeah. the physical body is where it's at. It's you know, but he's not. He he is a. He's a a spirit that happens to have a body. He is not a body that has a spirit. He is a spirit that happens to have a body. And his spirit is is what is important to you and what's important to him, what he where he needs healing. His spirit needs that comfort, that remembrance, that guidance along the way. He needs to... It's his spirit. It's not about the physical body. And if you can, if you can try to think about it like that, if it's hard for you to see him, I know it's going to probably be difficult. But when you look at him and you look in his his eyes, I know you're going to see his spirit. I know you're going to see it, and it's going to mean 
everything to you. It is. Because that's what you're going to see when he goes home. That's what you're going to see. You're going to connect with his spirit after he goes home. So just try to think about that. They're really there to help his spirit move forward. And you know, I know he loves you, and he's gonna he's gonna understand regardless of what what how you connect with him. So again, do what what makes you comfortable, but please connect with him somehow because he does need he needs you. He needs your voice. He needs, and it doesn't have to be long drawn out. You have to go and sit by his bedside until it happens. It could honestly be just a few moments of conversation, just a few moments of taking that time next to him. And then if that's all you can take, then, you know, you, you know, then you move on from there and and you, you know, just kind of be support from, from a distance. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's whatever you can whatever you can deal and manage. I think you're going to surprise yourself with how strong you are. You just need, this is the time, my dear, as hard as it is, this is the time where you need to stand in your truth because your truth is going to help him. What you know is going to help him. And you don't have to, like I said, you do not have to come out and say, I'm a me and I, this is why I know these things. It's, <laughs> You know, when your spirit is communicating with his spirit, it's going to make a connection. It just is. It just is. So please know that. And hopefully that will actually give you some comfort. Because you'll be able to walk away and say, I know, I feel. I truly have gone home and, he, you know, it's not going to lessen the pain of the of the grief. But it is certainly going to give you something to remind you that, right, I remember. I connected with his spirit. I remember. And I know he's going to be okay. If that is this, I know he's okay on the other side. It'll give you something to hold on to and something to know firsthand. I saw his face. I looked into his eyes. It'll give you that. And I'm telling you, You've got so many people that are tr- sending you positive energy right now, and I'm 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 going to be praying for you. I am going to be praying for you and your whole family as you guys go through this time. I know it's challenging, my dear. I know it is, but you've definitely got help. You've got a uh, you've got so much help coming to you from the other side already, and then so many prayers going up right now for you, my dear. I know so many people love you. Absolutely. Sorry for being a crying mess. <laughs> Honey, please, you're going through a, this is, this is, I just wish that I had a magic wand and I could, you know, take your pain away. I just do. But um, the only thing that I can do about it that's within my control is keep you lifted up and be here. And that's what that's what we're here for. So just know that we're always here. Thank you. <laughs> All right, darling. 
okay, honey. Well, you keep keep us. You know, we'll we'll stay in touch. Okay. Make sure you're doing all right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks. Angie. If you need anything, just hollered, my dear. Okay. If you need That's anything right. at all. That's okay. right. Thank okay, you. Love all you. right. Love you. We Angie. love you. Here. I love you guys too. Thanks. Okay, honey. Okay. Okay. Good night. Bye. 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 Oh, my heart breaks. I know. I know. It's so devastating. It is extremely painful. It's very sad, you know. I know. Yes. Yes. Many prayers going out for for her. That's right. Yeah. I know. Oh, well, Donna, that has me spent. Um, We don't have any other callers in queue, and I think I just... Yeah. I think we should just take a take a moment because I, yeah. Um, we're thinking of um, Angie and and we're there with her, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. And there's so many people that that love her, that know her, from not just the radio, but people that you know she's around. I mean, who wouldn't love her, right? And she does so much good for people too, you know, helping them. She's an absolute yeah. treasure. She really is. I know. She's and her granddad is so proud of her. Yeah. And you know, he yeah, she'll always have him around and and when when he when he um you know, visits he'll look healthy again. He'll be his old self again. He won't be suffering. Cuz like you said, yeah. you know, the body is just um you know, it's just it it, it wore out. It's our bodies always wear out, no matter what you do yeah. with it. Absolutely. You know, it's going to wear out sooner or later, but our spirits sure in heck don't. They just last forever and ever. So there you go. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Even well, Amy, uh, even Angie sent a little message. Sorry for bringing the show down. She did Angie, not. Angie, you didn't bring she you did didn't not. bring the show down. You did not actually. Know. You know, you reminded us of how important it is to take the time to say the things, say everything. Remember, we had this conversation a couple of weeks ago. Make sure that you say everything every day to people that are in your lives, whether they're ill or it doesn't matter. Say everything today so you don't have to think about, you know, what happens if. Say everything today. And it also reminds us that life is precious and short, and we need to always be thinking about why is it that we – the fact that we have these gifts is bigger than just doing a radio show one night a week. It's bigger than that. It's having the ability to see things from a different perspective and to share that message when we need to. And so I I think that, Angie, it was a really great reminder. You didn't bring anybody down, anybody down at all. Um, We love you and just know that we are supporting you a thousand percent. We've got your back, and we're just going to keep lifting you up as as best as we can through this time. So, 
But with that, Donna, I think I'm going to go ahead and call it a night. And I just want okay, to say honey. thank you okay. to everybody. Donna, you're the best. Um, everybody for listening, I appreciate you. We appreciate you so much. Um, look forward to next week. We'll we'll be back same time, same place next Monday. That's right. And thank you so much for having me on. And Angie, it was a blessing that you called in. And uh, you know, we're so happy that we got to talk with you. And hope Absolutely. that somehow, you know, you'll feel a little better. Absolutely. Yeah. To know right. that so many people are there for you. We love you so much. Okay. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yeah. All right, darling. Yeah. Well, we will okay. chat next week. Okay. Take care, okay. everyone. Many okay, blessings. Laura. To Good y'all. night, honey. Good night, Good dog. night. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.